0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Lyric Unscripted podcast, where we delve into our community, the plays on our stage, and the creators and artists behind that. My name is Liz. And my name is James. This month, we're looking at our first ever local community show, part of Hammersmith. Alongside this, we have launched a community project called Your Hammersmith Story, inviting members of our community to share their stories and tell us what Hammersmith means to them. For this season of Lyric Unscripted, we will talk to some of these individuals from our community and some of the heart of Hammersmith cast and creatives and dive into the stories that make this community what it is. In this episode, we are joined by Hammersmith and Fulham Labour MP, Andrew Slaughter, to speak about Hammersmith and the change it's gone through over the years. Known also by his nickname as Hammersmith Andy, he was previously MP for Ealing, Acton and Shepherds Bush from 2005 to 2010, and before that, Leader of the London Borough of Hammersmith and Fulham Council. First, let's uphold our tradition of introducing ourselves with our names and which area we're from. And this week, I would like to talk about our favourite restaurants in Hammersmith. So I will go first. Obviously, I am James, I'm from Uxbridge. And my favourite restaurant in Hammersmith has to be Brown Rice, the Thai place, the like takeaway buffet place. Like, really good food and it's quite cheap as well so that's that's my poison when I decide where I want to swing around here. What about you Andy?
1: Yeah you you have to be difficult it's difficult to say anything is your favourite because you offend everybody else when you're the MP but I I will I will throw caution to the wind and say my favourite restaurant is Adam's Cafe in the Askew Road which is a place I've actually been. I mean, it's also my local restaurant because it's at the end of the uh, road I live in. But I've been going there since, well, since it, it, it first opened in the in the mid '80s, really, and it's still run by uh, Admiral Francis Um It's a uh, it's a unique restaurant because it's got it's a, a cafe in the uh, for workmen for anybody locally in the in the morning. It's a sort of local lunch place. You know, pension with anybody else at lunchtime, and it's a fantastic Tunisian restaurant in the uh, in the evening. So, I would highly recommend it. Whichever of those brackets you fall into.
0: Interesting. That's what I like. And then um, just introduce who you are and where you're from.
1: Yeah. Well, my name's Andy Slaughter. Um I'm from. I, I haven't moved a lot in my life. I was born in Parsons Green, down in Fulham, and indeed I'm the Sort of fourth generation of my family to grow up in Fulham, which is a bit weird, and the fourth generation to have season tickets at Craven Cottage. So that the, the big, so the big jump, the big migration for me was moving to Shepherd's Bush, from uh, you know that full three miles north, which I did in the sort of late 90s, and that's where I live now. Um, and it's great. I mean, why would you want to live anywhere else?
0: I mean, I can't say yeah because I do live somewhere else, but yeah, sure. (laughs) So, um, tell us more about your job as MP.
1: Well, MP is a really weird job. I mean, probably the best thing to say about it is you need literally no qualifications for it at all. That's a sort of almost a badge of honour. Given it's both, like you can't represent all hundred thousand people who live in your constituency, which is roughly what I've Mm got—about twenty thousand voters. Mm -hmm. But that's your job, that, that is your job. I mean, I, you know, I can't be like everybody because it's a hugely diverse community, I, you know, in terms of age, in terms of wealth, in terms of ethnicity, in terms of everything. Um, and, but representative democracy is somehow you have to be able to say, I will do the best I can to speak up for everybody who lives in my area, whoever they are, whoever they voted for. And at the same time, I've got to balance that with my own views and my party's views, because I don't get elected as me. I get elected as a Labour MP. Mm. So it's a, it's quite a lot of pressure to try and balance all those factors. But the one thing you don't have to have is uh, you don't have to be have a particular education, have a particular professional background. Now, there are still too many MPs from a sort of like me. There are too many MPs. I used to be a lawyer before I was here. i getting on now. I just turned 60. Um, middle class white etc we've got a lot better on those issues over the last 20 30 years but we're still not there yet Mm. but somehow your job is whatever your background is you've got to represent all those people and their interests both in the community and in parliament
0: okay really interesting on that so then um leading on from that Why did you choose that field to work in, particularly? I think it's really a really interesting thing you said. You don't need necessarily a full set of qualifications to do it, but you are Mm -hmm. trying to represent everyone there as best you as humanly possible, obviously, because you can't one man can't represent an entire like different group of communities all in one. But what was sort of the um, the drive or motivation to go into that field?
1: Well, it's curious because we've got some MPs in Parliament now who are in their mid-20s who basically come to be MPs almost directly from university or maybe having done something of that nature. It's still probably more normal to do a whole series of other jobs first, you know, to get some life experience, um, to do things out which are not connected with politics. So, you know, I did a load of jobs. I didn't get elected as an MP until I was about 45. But I had done 20 years I think you said at the beginning on the council or leading the council here, which is a sort of like a mini MP job. You're still elected, you're still representing people, but you're doing it a smaller groups of people in a smaller area. And that's a sort of quite good training in a way. It gives you some experience of what you're going to do. And so hopefully you can get into the job a bit more easily.
0: In the show, we go through a lot of different themes that we have sort of selected from different communities where the cast have either been part of that or have a really good knowledge of it. Um, So we explore racism, inequality, homelessness. Um, Do you want to discuss any of these and sort of how you've encountered them um, within Hammersmith or West London as a whole being an MP? Well,
1: I mean, absolutely. I mean, those are bread and butter issues that we deal with. I mean, that I think all MPs deal with. But actually, there is in, in big cities like London, you get more of focus, both the good and the bad side of that, if you like. I think, you know, that of course, we have problems with racism, and discrimination, and inequality here. But I think that probably there's a better um, understanding of other cultures and you know living side by side with people who might have a very different background or outlook in life new here than there would be in much more homogeneous communities in other parts of the of the country, um, and you know, it's a truism, but it, it genuinely tends to be the case that the more experience people have of other cultures and, and different types of people, the more understanding they get of that, the more comfortable they feel with that, and the more they actually feel that's a positive in their lives, and that people who don't, you know, who live all the time in a sort of bubble of people like themselves, they're the people who have the sort of fears and prejudices a lot more in that way. I'm generalising because, you know, you get different different people in different sorts of life. But equally, we have uh, a lot of poverty here. We have, you mentioned homelessness, and it's not just street homelessness, it's people living in poor, con- poor housing conditions, particularly in the private rented sector, it's people living in severe overcrowding, you know, in um, uh, including in the social housing sector, because we just don't have enough, um, uh, Social affordable housing being built in the area. And therefore, uh, those problems again, they exist everywhere, but they're more intense in somewhere like London. Because it's so expensive to live here that people are drawn here because there may be work here, even if it's relatively low paid work. But then they've got to somehow live their lives. They've got to bring up their family, they've got to find somewhere to live. Their job may be insecure in that way. So, yeah, that is, a, uh, that is basically, in a nutshell, what my job is. It's trying to help people who are trying to help themselves, but also need, a, uh, need a, uh, some assistance with that.
0: Yeah, that's that's really interesting, because um, in a rehearsal, we were, for the show, obviously, we were discussing sort of um, those themes and things that we think um, would help or would be a good portrayal in the show and we sort of go back and forth to make sure it's not just a very one dimensional view of like, this happens, that's how it is, or this happens, it's bad. It's got to be fully formed in 3D. So like um, for racism, there's like quite a large section on that that I helped in a lot. And it's, it's um, I think it's one of the things with the arts as well. Like it's a really oddly healing and cathartic experience to see issues like this put on stage translated into a play for people to be able to sort of tangibly view them rather than sort of hearing about them on the news and just going okay that's a thing there. Um, It really brings people especially because theatre is obviously in person in the live it really brings people to the forefront of these issues which we thought is one of the best ways to sort of tackle them is to be like this is happening you need to understand and hear what people have to say. Rather than sort of just passively absorbing it or being aware of it, kind of a um, thing. But um, moving on from that, what do you most love about West London as a whole?
1: I, I think it's the it's the variety that you get here. I mean, it's uh, yeah, you go. I mean, you go somewhere like Shepherd's Bush. You look at somewhere like the Outerbridge Road in Shepherd's Bush, which I think is still the most independent high street in the country i.e every shop is different Ever, lots of them are fa- small family businesses you can find whether it whether it's food or clothes or what have you you can find you know unique types of uh, businesses there shelves market as well but you know you get going to central hammersmith That's being redeveloped now that we're gonna have the first ikea in, in town IKEA in the country is a that's going to be a massive draw. We've got Westfield, which is the biggest shopping centre in um uh, in Western Europe uh, there but you then you get down to the riverside and you've got this sort of you're going along towards Chiswick you've got this really sort of nice posh area with you know, pubs and green space and things of that of that kind and um at, you, there's sort of something for everybody there. I don't want to only glamorise it because you have got, as I said previously, you've got a lot of poverty and you've got a lot of people struggling to make ends meet, but you can have, you you you, you feel you've got a variety. I mean, you may, you're talking about theatre. We've got three fantastic theaters in one small borough here. You know, I know you'd like to say that the lyric is obviously and, uh, uh, the best of them, but I have to be even handed in these matters, but they, uh Riverside and Bush are also uh, wonderful. We've got these, you know, we've got venues like the Apollo, um, the Bush Empire. These are these are internationally famous sort of venues, entertainment venues of that kind. So I think we're really sort of on the map in that way.
0: Yeah. I I really agree. I think one of the it's it's so interesting and amazing that these are internationally recognized venues, but at the forefront of these venues is a community focus and vibe of like, we, we started up with this community, we're well known in it. They are like our first focus, like obviously you have first three nights at, um, at most shows for venues here in the borough, which mm. I think is amazing. Um, and just really has that community spirit to it that makes it quite unique and stand out mm. sort of in London and West London as well. Um, but obviously, I'm biased towards the side of London. So, as our final question, I would like to ask: What's um, your particularly memorable experience you've had in Hammersmith? Something that sort oh. of fits with you that you're reminded of. It could be anything. Uh,
1: it, 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 it probably is a bit par- a bit parochial. It's probably full of beating Juventus to get into the European Cup final, but. Um, uh, that was that was a night uh, to remember at um, at Graven Cottage, but um, uh, I don't know it's, 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 over the years because I went to school here as well and all that. I've just got so many memories. I'm appearing appearing on stage at the Riverside Studios with um, Hugh Grant and Samantha Bond in my school play. Mm. <laughs> that's my uh, that's, that's a... my the nearest i got to stardom. I'm afraid. So. Yeah, there
0: you go so but I, I, I'm
1: afraid I could bore you all night with um, uh, life in Hammersmith because I've, I've had 60 years of it so far but um, uh, every, every year and every, and every time it's, um, uh, it, it's different and, and is good and it's just a great place to
0: live. Thank you so much for coming onto the show today Andy um, it's been it's been a really good chat I've really really enjoyed it um, obviously, we're missing Liz today, my co-host, but we'll have her back soon. I've been James. And this has been Lyric Unscripted. Thank you very much and see you next time, everyone.